Welcome to the Christian Men Podcast. What's a podcast? Welcome to the Christian Men Podcast. I am Colin Daly. And I'm Jason Larkin. You're very welcome here today. This is our fifth podcast. And today we're going to be talking about a very prominent person in the Christian community uh, who changed the world forever in the 1500s. And his name is Martin Luther. So we're going to be looking at him and, and asking questions of what what was it all about? What was this reformation? What did it mean? to be reformed i suppose so yeah eh, before we do that we're gonna do a bit of catch-up jay how are you how's your week yeah the week it's you only tuesday do, you, always, you always do a big <laughs> size <It's> like <sighs> just getting ready for this you know probably <laughs> getting psyched up yeah 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 i know the week's being good so far it's only tuesday so yep, you know a good weekend i uh i'm including the weekend i'm talking about the week from here <laughs> well, we, a week from what Tuesday back. <laughs> Tuesday back, yeah, the weekend was good, yeah, yeah. Um, what did I do on the weekend? Um, oh yeah, my, my sister, my sister's niece, my, 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 uh, what do I say? Your great niece. No. It is. <laughs> <laughs> my sister's a granny. <laughs> oh no. So her daughter, my niece, it was her uh, baby's, uh, they had the christening, so we went up to that. Oh, yeah. That was good. Nice. Good to see the family. Oh, yeah. Good to spend some time with them. I don't see them that often, so it was it was a real blessing to be honest with you. That's great. Had a good time with them. And um yeah, just working hard there last week. You know? You working hard. Yeah. I had plenty of coffee to be tasting <laughs> and stuff every, like every that. time I talk to Jason, bloody uh Costa coffee. That's true, or yeah. Costa or Starbucks. <laughs> that's my office out of home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's been good. Just learning new stuff and working things like that. So mm-hmm. it's been good, yeah. It's always good to progress, isn't it? Yeah, learning yeah. Things. Yeah, absolutely. A couple of changes in the last week or two, but just kind of getting used to them. And Valentina's coming up to the the birth of our our, our, our little boy soon. So oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she just talked earlier on. She was saying she has six weeks I think left or seven weeks is that what all this exercising is about ah no you're getting no, ready always for, doing the exercise get, getting ready know? for the little boy <laughs> start running after him hitting the schleps <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think one of those dog leashes over that's the kids. it yeah yeah they're hilarious no so looking forward to that um, she's all anxious about it but it's good oh good times thank god it's good to be anxious though I suppose and you're coming up to it like you're preparing your body like oh, it's a big change isn't it? isn't it though Oh yeah. Well, it's a big change. Like everyone thinks, like, oh, like the biggest part of it is actually having the baby, and I'm sure it is for women. But yeah. Like, the change in your whole lifestyle afterwards, yeah. it's, it's huge. Like, yeah. Don't get any kip anymore. You know what I mean? It's a big change. We still haven't got kip. <laughs> no, I still don't get it with a lease. No. <sighs> so I yeah, get, I get kicked in the head nearly every. Yeah, day. I was getting that all last night, man. I was really getting annoyed. I was like, oh, I'm just gonna go down to the couch. <laughs> Seriously, but the problem is, if I went down to the couch, she just followed me down and said, yeah. "Kick me in the head." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's all worth it, though. I'm just like her, uh, her full poof. Do you know, like she loves, like yeah, Elise is like that as well. She doesn't touch her mom. I know. She, no, Elise will do her mom. No, not me. No, she's, no, she's not a uh, fussy. <laughs> I think she lies beside uh, Natalie to play with her hair, but she's just constantly kicking me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, keep asking me, so what did I do? Yeah, yeah. Something, yeah, something deserved this. <laughs> yeah. uh, so what about you, Kelly? It's good to see you, because I haven't seen you for a little while. Oh, it's been a while, eh? Yeah, about yeah. two weeks. Two and a bit, isn't it? Yeah, it has. Yeah. We've been in contact. 
Oh, yeah. But we haven't seen each other face to face. We do miss each other. It's been, yeah, it's been good. Uh, prior to that, the week before that, was a, yeah. a nasty week. Yeah, yeah. Know. You were telling me about that. But I uh, got through it. Um, a lot of prayer. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of prayer. And patience. And patience. And uh, yeah, just having a bit of trouble with... Uh, yeah. Yeah. You don't <laughs> want these things to go in there. No. <laughs> but I don't uh, want the no. world knowing our knowing our business cause Ah sure. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, no. It takes prayer. Like there there's certain things that happen through people's lives and it takes prayer. Um but yeah, it's sort of settled now, which is good. Um Yeah. Good so stuff. It's been good. Uh got the girls out swimming on Sunday. That was great. Oh, right, I haven't excellent. done that in ages. Keep yeah. prom- kept promising I didn't promise them now and break the promise, but I kept promising myself I must get out. And I loved it. Okay. Yeah, where did you I, go to Bluefield? We went up to Lockenstown because my eldest, um, she does, she swims for a club, so she was swimming in her club directly after her family swim, which was good. So we got to spend time with them in the pool, and then we got to watch her swim as well. So, and she's flying along. Cool. Yeah, she was having races with Natalie. Natalie's a great swimmer, but yeah, <laughs> it was like what? I'm brutal, man. Oh no, I can't do the breathing. Yeah. I can stick my head under the water and keep swimming until my breath holds out and then I have to get back up. Would you be able to do a length? Not holding my breath, no. No, I mean like on, on, on the water, you know? No, uh, you wouldn't do a length. I can, do, I can do a breaststroke length. I can do well, a slow lad. I, no, I can do a backstroke. Uh, backstroke, he's slow lad as well, Collie. Come on. Ah, he's fast. Can you do the old butterfly? Uh, no. 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 I do probably two lengths and mm. that'd be the end of me. My eldest was trying to you teach me it. how to do the butterfly, and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, you German Freud, yeah, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> I just pull a shoulder out. Yeah, so. you did the two hands. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah <coughs> I was only at the osteopath there. Last yeah. week. <laughs> Get my shoulders out. Back so. down. Oh yeah, I have to go back down. Yeah, but yeah. Ah, was good. Swim was good. Good, good. Yeah, haven't haven't done it in a while now. Yeah. And then we started running. Yeah. Well, you've been. Pretending to exercise. For no, a long no, time. no, 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 no. Until I gave you a bit of focus. No, no. I got stuck back in there. Uh, I didn't do anything for about two months, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. So I was flying there for April, May, June, and then I stopped July, August, September. Uh, maybe August, September, October, actually, yeah. Mm. And I'm just getting back into it now, November, to be honest with you. So. How's that kind of fair out now with the baby? You don't be able to go for one. You have to bring the baby with you. In the old stroller, the, the straps of <laughs> the baby bopping her head, or the stroller with the big, huge, mad wheel. Yeah, that's the one I'm getting actually. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The off-road lad. Didn't even no excuse. That's right. No problem. I'll get out there. <laughs> Train the young lad. What he's going. This is how you do it, son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just don't crash. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, come on. Enough about us. All right, go on. Let's sure, start uh, talking yeah, about we're Martin. Gonna, we're going to talk about Martin a little there and who he was and what he did for Christianity back in the 1500s yeah so it was Halloween oh, yeah. uh, last week and that was the the 31st of October is when apparently uh, the Reformation began 501 years ago now mm-hmm. I think and uh, because I think it was last year was the 500th anniversary I'm sure it was yes yeah or two years ago yeah it might, might have been two years two ago two years um, ago but anyway, that's uh, what is celebrated around the Halloween time. So that's why we're reminded of Martin Luther this time of year. Mm-hmm. Hence why we're doing uh, this podcast on Martin Luther, who he is, um, what type of a person he was, what or life that he did he live, and what was the big deal about him. Yeah. 
And like you mentioned earlier on, it was the Reformation. The Reformation, the church reforming mm-hmm. um, is really what it was about and reforming back to what uh, scripture uh, teaches us, what the Bible teaches us versus what the Catholic Church, the Roman Catholic Church, I should say, was teaching in the time of Martin. And there was a big uproar with this uh, with Martin. And so uh, this, what, this is what changed. This is actually how Protest- Protestantism came about because they were the, the protesters protesting against the Roman Catholics teachings and out of that came a reform back to scripture and that's what we believe is uh, true Christianity and was it not always in scripture like in the Roman Catholic Church were they not always teaching from the scripture why did we have to have this sort of reform yeah why did we have to have the reform because we were in in the time it would have been uh, the 15th century and prior to that, we had the medieval time, so it was it was a dark time. But the Roman Catholic Church, with the power they had in taking away God's word from the people, um, they had the Latin translation of the Bible at the time, which was called the Vulgate. So the laymen, lay people, couldn't understand Latin. Yeah, sure. Eighty to ninety percent of the population couldn't even read in general. There you go. So, so think about what power the Catholic, the Roman Catholic Church had over the people mm-hmm. by not showing them exactly what God teaches. Mm-hmm. Therefore, they take the power and command into themselves, and whatever they say becomes, you know, over God's authority. And that's really what happened. And um, the truth was taken away from the people, and for all those years they were living in darkness. Um, and this started to come about then when. If we go back even, we're only talking about it there a a second ago before we started the podcast. Martin wasn't the beginning of the Reformation, but he was... There was always always people looking back and looking at the Roman Catholic Church and saying, is this really the church? Is this really the church that God wanted? And it was all through the ages. We had loads of different people, but as far as we know, or as far as like history sort of dictates is that it goes back to a guy called uh, Wycliffe and he was one of the first known people to translate the Bible now he translated from the Vulgate the Latin which had already been translated by the Roman Catholic Church so it was a step in the right direction it wasn't 100% because what they found out when they went back to the Greek or the original text, is that a lot of the Latin words were incorrect or uh, swayed to towards a Roman uh, papacy, yeah, uh, and would emphasize the the papal teaching or the the priesthood and all that uh, more so than it would emphasize the actual true gospel. So this is we had Wycliffe who read that and then. Um, then we had another guy called John Huss. John Huss, yeah. Um, so he he was uh, he was a uh, hundred years after mm-hmm. there thereabouts after uh, John Wycliffe. Wycliffe was the English we could call him a reformer. Um, and then his th- there was some sort of a a student exchange thing going on between the Oxford University. I was listening to this uh, the other day. The Oxford University and the university in Prague. Mm -hmm. And this is where Huss was. So a lot of uh, John Wycliffe's stuff 
was sent over to Prague and this is where what's his name Hus started to read it and he was he was chewing this stuff up and he started to, uh, to write uh, copies and documents of all this other stuff and translating and and that he was getting what the Bible was talking about and he was putting it out there so this is kind of the beginning mm-hmm. of um, and why did why was uh, Wycliffe in the, in the beginning actually translating the Bible back into English from the Vulgate why was he doing it? Like, what was the the purpose? Oh, because he wanted the people to to understand what the Bible said. Yeah. What I mean, it what it what it really said. He didn't want to trust what the Catholic the Roman Catholic Church were were teaching mm-hmm. uh, at the time. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, he I basically mean, wanted to give it to the people. He wanted to them to see that uh, behind all this other language, this foreign language that they didn't really know, uh, was God. Yeah. and how wonderful God was and that's what he wanted to do. so through his teachings and through his letters and through translating the Bible back into English it was all just to teach his own little congregation it wasn't like it, it wasn't so we're talking about the Reformation this wasn't a Reformation in a sense he wasn't out there to change it yeah to do a big movement yeah he was literally just trying to teach his own little congregation yeah and it was hard to have a big movement then as well because when you think about it there was no printing press yeah. at his time not till the 16th century mm-hmm. um and there was no obviously there was no internet or the likes of that so it was just like a small congregation word of mouth yeah, you know yeah. but then it moved on then to um martin luther's time so he was 15th century mm-hmm. uh, he was born 15th century but he, his life obviously when he was, I think it was 1483 he was born so I suppose we could talk a little bit about him um, yeah. his background um, so originally Martin Luther was um, born of a farmer um, his dad wanted him to not be a farmer or not to work with his hands so he wanted him to be a lawyer um, so Martin Luther went and studied law, but then he had this encounter which changed his path um, forever and changed yeah. the path of history in general. Yeah. Um, he was walking down a road and uh, there was a lightning strike in front of him and he prayed out, let this pass for me and I'll become a monk. That's and right. And yeah. he woke up the next day and became a monk. Yeah, he was a man of his word, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> much to the disappointment of his dad. Um, as much as he was brought up in the the Roman Catholic um, setting, he the, he had devout parents and things like that. But he didn't want. He wanted his son to go out there and make a proper living, make proper money. Um, yeah, he had him studying law, and he was really educated. Like he mm-hmm. he went to uh, university. Um, and I think it was Erford. I can't remember now off the top of my head. Off the top of my head, but he studied there and he got his bachelor's of arts. And he went on then to get his his master's in arts as well. But uh, like you were saying, he had he he encountered uh, a life. His life was threatened in this storm, this mm-hmm. bolt of lightning that nearly killed him. Mm-hmm. And like you're saying, he carried on and he 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 did wake up that next day and he signed himself into the monastery in a place mm-hmm. called Erford. And this wasn't just the, the the normal monks or the the <laughs> the easy monks. It was the uh, the Augustan monks, which were well known for their harshness. These would be the type of guys that you'd probably see in movies, like uh, beating themselves yeah. and um, 
cutting themselves and different things like that just to punish themselves for their sin. And Martin Luther uh, was very devout in, in, a, in a sense that when he used to go to his peers and tell his sins, he used to spend hours. Yeah. Like up to three, four hours telling the sins and much the, to the hatred of, of his peers because they he he didn't have anything from the day before of living in a monastery uh much to be coming and and sinning about yeah um but he believed he was and 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 that's how serious he he thought his sins were so he quite liked the 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 monks he he quite liked that lifestyle the the strictness of it and the study of uh, scripture he became like a very good theologian he studied the scriptures right. very yeah. well he knew his greek um so yeah he he was progressing like if he, if if he kept going he could have been pope like because yeah. he was that devout he didn't keep going <laughs> yeah but uh he was that devout that he could have been pope but i don't know if that makes you the pope does it to be honest with you don't know if it worked that way he yeah could be in pope but uh but yeah so that's where he went he, he he done that and he studied but it was um during this time that he realized there was something something just not something right. to miss yeah yeah that is he, he had this like uh he really had this way of his sin mm. you know he really understood that because he was a theologian and he studied the scriptures really deeply he could see through scripture, through the Bible, as anyone can see if they honestly sit down and study it, how holy God is, mm-hmm. like the holiness of God. In other words, he, he, he's, he's not like us at all, no. in a sense, he can't tolerate sin. So Martin realized this and he began to hate God because he said, how is this God that is so holy? And he, he, he demands us to be just or he demands us to be righteous. And knowing our sinful nature, how can we be righteous in ourselves? Mm-hmm. I mean, even if, if we think of, of our own lives, like we're not righteous people. We might do right things from time mm-hmm. to time, yeah. but we do bad things as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. We think bad, we act bad, we say bad things. So this really burdened Martin. And he was, he just couldn't get away from it. You know, he said he was in a prison at times, you know, where he had these four walls around him just condemning himself. And he used to, like you were mentioning, that uh, the Augustian uh, monastery that he was in, he would flagellate himself, you know, with belts and mm. sticks and all sorts of crazy stuff. He used to stay out kneeling in the bucket and down rain, snow in the snow, trying to get rid of this problem of sin. Yeah. And he began to hate God, like I was saying, because of that, mm. because he didn't fully understand, you know, what the Bible actually taught about at this time. But he was following the 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 sort of lead by what the Roman Catholic Church had taught it was and still do today to work your way um, the more you work the less you'll sin and the less you sin the more chance you'll yeah. get to go to heaven um, but but the, the thing was Martin's seen what God demanded but he realised that no man could yeah. get there yeah and maybe it was true all his torture of himself that he hit this point you know yeah um, it was it was on a, it was after a trip to to Rome to see uh, what was happening in Rome, and they were building obviously St Peter's Cathedral at the time. But what he seen was that a lot of the hierarchy in the Roman Catholic Church were horrible people. Yeah, yeah, and not horrible as in 
just nasty people to be around like <coughs> these people were drunkards um they were going into pro- uh, getting prostitutes Pure houses everything uh, yeah the whole yeah. shebang yeah they were the worst of the worst man yeah it's mad and, and these were supposed to be the hierarchy yeah. of the church yeah yeah um and he was like why am i punishing myself so much and these are supposed to be above me and yet they're doing all this stuff yeah um and then he's seen the building of cathedrals the 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 stuff the art and stuff that goes into it there's nothing against art or anything like that but it it was all showmanship and this is another thing that like really got to him yeah really like well that's started to question what what am i is this the true church yeah is this the true gospel he he actually you're talking about those that with that his his trip to rome apparently like the church the the roman catholic church still has this relics right Mm -hmm. so they believe if you like when they when i say relics i mean like Ah oh, man, stupid stuff like they'll say this is the thorns that Jesus wore, and if you touch these thorns, you know you're going to get X amount of time sins wiped off, or if you go and you know touch this bit of the cross, or stupid things like that. Right? They used to say, you know, if you if you see these, you pray in front of them, you touch them, it will wipe out sins from your account, basically. Mm-hmm. And there was in Rome they had all these sorts of relics like and apparently they have the steps that Jesus walked up oh yeah to Pilate um, and it was said if you go up those steps on your knees and say X amount of Hail Marys you'll have such amount of sins wiped off your um, off your your life so Martin done that and he got to the top and he turned around and he says who knows who knows if all this is true mm-hmm. and that's where it brings is it, when Martin came back he started to question all this and amongst the studies he he, he started to realise that the Catholic Church wasn't actually teaching what it was supposed to be teaching and that's when he came to those famous verses in Romans in Romans uh, if we turn there it's actually in Romans chapter 1 so when he realised he had this problem like with this with, with a sin that he just couldn't get this weight off him but when he was started to study through Romans and he got to verse 16 it says for I am not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes to the Jew first and also to the Greek and verse 17 says for in it in other words in the gospel the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith for it is written the righteous shall live by faith and they were the key words for Martin the Mm. righteous shall live by faith see he was struggling with the fact how am I going to be righteous yeah. I'm doing all this crap I'm doing all this flagellating myself you know uh, punishing myself saying 101 Hail Marys and here is in front of a small few words the righteousness shall live by faint and this is where he just exploded yeah. where he realised there's nothing I can do it's by faith and when it's, it talks about there for in it it's talking about in the gospel it's in the gospel and what is the gospel? that Christ came and died for our sins mm-hmm. so he started to realise here now that it's not by flagellating himself or doing all these good works but it was by having faith that Christ paid for my sins yeah. and that's where it all started to because what use is, is uh, Jesus' death if, if the payment hasn't been made exactly yeah and if we have to keep punishing ourselves or, or getting down on ourselves for our sins then what did Christ die for exactly yeah like it it you're basically saying I believe in Jesus died for our sins oh but wait I still have to do this yeah. or do that 
or do this. And that's not what the Bible teaches. The no. Bible teaches, as you know, Kali, that uh, eternal life, forgiveness in, in Christ is a free gift. Mm-hmm. God gives it to us freely. Yeah. We just have to accept. And the problem is, that part, the hard part is accepting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I don't mean that. Humanity always wants to do something. Yeah, it, it's in our nature to, to try... Especially in, it's definitely in the Irish culture, and I don't, I don't know if that's because of the Roman Catholic Church influence. But like, if you buy something for anyone in Ireland, most likely the week or two later you'll get something back. Like, yeah. even though you didn't buy it to get something back, but it just happens, and people just don't generally like getting something for no apparent reason. Yeah, yeah. They must have say they they think oh actually no I have to do this I have or to do, do this I yeah, have to do yeah, this to receive it and that I wonder if that's bred from from the Roman Catholic most likely it is yeah um, <laughs> but um but yeah so it it's it's in our innate nature that we think that we the only way we can get something is if we work for it this is one case where we cannot work our way because as you are saying. God is holy and he demands people who are holy and we are just not holy. No, we're nowhere near it. No. And this is... Well, we might be called holy Jows as Christians. <laughs> yeah. We're far yeah, from it. Yeah. <laughs> we wish. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, so like we're called holy only because of what Jesus done for us, not because yeah. of our actions. Exactly. Um this is the whole thing. This is what Martin Luther was starting to, starting to see in the scriptures. Yeah, and he he was it 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 brings it started to open up the doctrine of justification. Mm-hmm. How is one made just in front of a holy God? Whereas, if we seen what is seen, it's something that just it's a rebellion against God. It's like saying my my life's mine. I'm not doing what God wants you to do. So good luck. That's sin. You know, mm. just living our life as that sin. And we sin every day, yeah. Christian or not. Mm. We sin every day. So Martin was like, right, well, how am I going to make myself just? He tried all those things. Obviously, it didn't work. He read those words, the righteousness shall live by faith. He knew having faith in Christ's death. And the whole thing with the justification, the doctor of justification is, Martin or any Christian is made just because Christ came, lived a righteous life, died on the cross, took this anger of that God had against sin because God is a just God. He has to exercise justice. Exercise that justice on Christ. Our sin was put onto Christ. Christ was stood in their place. God had him killed and raised him up from the dead. And those like Martin, who read those words, that the righteous shall live by faith. If we have faith that Christ died for our sins, then we are just mm-hmm. in Christ. And if someone died for our sins, there is no more payment to be paid. Yeah. It's a free gift. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And this is what this is what started chaos <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the Roman and, Catholic Church. And, and that's the funny thing. So Martin Luther didn't intend on creating chaos. So everyone thinks this was a big statement that he was knocking uh, his 95 theses onto the, the wall of the church. But that was something that you did. What that's you, right. What, what you did, it was like a notice board. Um, you would especially those who are studying uh, the scriptures and things like that, like the monks, if they wanted to put something up for discussion, get people in the know-how. It's like sending out a, a question in a text or a group text. And that's basically what he was doing. He was not knocking his 95 theses up onto the... 95 WhatsApps. On, onto the WhatsApps. <laughs> and he was like, here, I'd love to talk to you all about this. You yeah, know? exactly. That was the whole idea. But what happened was, as Jay said earlier on, uh, 
this was the the beginning of the printing press. Yeah. And someone seen that on the on the the thing on the door, and he and he looked at it and said, "You know what? Let's get it. Let's get a load of copies of this yeah, done." And it went wild. Yeah. So rather than being a group text, they went down out onto Facebook <laughs> for everyone to see. <laughs> yeah. And, and and this is what started a whole uh, revolution. Yeah. And this is what the reform started to happen. People started to see all the fallacies that the, the Roman Catholic Church were and and all his intention was was to to get the the, the Roman Catholic Church to ref, to reform, to turn away from what they were teaching. What they were doing. Because another thing that we haven't mentioned what was going on at the time, we did mention that they were building uh, St. Peter's Cathedral. Um but we never said how they were getting the money yeah, to yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. And how they were getting the money to do that was a thing called um, indulgences. And what they would do is they would say, your wife or uncle or whoever has died and they're in purgatory. And the only way you can be sure that they'll go to heaven is if you give us loads of money. So basically they used to buy these things called indulgences, which is like a, a ticket. And... The Roman Catholic Church said, this is how uh, your friend, family member, whoever it was you were yeah. paying for, is going to go to heaven. <clears throat> so people start paying all their money to make sure that their loved ones yeah. are going to heaven. And, and don't forget, these were peasants. Yeah. You know? So they're given everything they had, Absolutely, basically, yeah. just so their, their uh, whoever they loved would get into heaven. So this was like, Martin Luther couldn't stand this. He's like, how how can how can selling a piece of paper get your loved one into heaven? He, yeah. he just couldn't see it in scripture. Yeah, and plus all that money going back into and he could see where the money the was going yeah. and and what was happening in Rome at the time. And that's this is like this is all where it was starting to connect. And uh, so that's where he was at. He was trying to get the the church to reform and turn away from their sin. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was when when all this word went out about the, when he banged up those 95 pieces uh, and they had the print press and they went all over the place um, word got a, got about to the Catholic Church and the, the, the headarchies and the archbishops and all that all that, the cardinals and all that sort of stuff so he got called in 1518 to come up in front of the cardinals at the time which he said no um, and then a fo- the following year later he decided that he would accept a debate from John John I think it was or Johan Johan Eck Mm. So Eck was another theologian where he was a Catholic theologian, Roman Catholic theologian. And he went up and he, he debated him. But this only made Martin more eager to get deeper into the scriptures because he, he knew he was onto something. Mm. He was like a, a dog with a bone. He just yeah. wasn't going to let go. Um, and after that debate, Eck condemned him as a heretic. And this is where it really started to get serious for poor Martin. Because as you know, the Roman Catholic Church up to not so long ago had such a grip on and they know, still do in a lot of countries yeah, a lot of countries it, may, governments, it, may, it may have gone politi- out of this country but it's definitely still yeah, in a lot of countries such a grip so they could call for his his debt uh, for his head but um, he ended up being taken to a castle um, I can't remember the name of that castle off the top of my head um, but anyway the castle was run by uh, the first university I think he was going to in in Wittenberg, the guy in Wittenberg, and he he was protecting Martin, um, because of the fact he wasn't happy with what the Catholic Church was 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 saying. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he got taken there, and that's where he started to translate the Bible into German, mm-hmm. and he read all the other other other, 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 other books, yeah, yeah, other works. But he eventually did get 
called up to the Diet of Worms and the Diet of Worms is just basically where the 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 heads of state whether they were princes or whether they were of the Catholic Church um, gathered in a small parliament the emperor was there yeah the yeah. emperor that's right and they basically brought him in and said look you had to recant all these errors in all your works and all your papers and all these books that you've written um, or else you know we'll yeah, yeah. so what did he say you tell me <laughs> he said it's not happening Pat. not a chance <laughs> he actually said tell me where my errors are exactly yeah yeah and he asked for 24 hours I think or something yeah, yeah. he asked for 24 hours but, uh, but uh, he couldn't go against his conscience no. he believed what was in scriptures was God's words and he believed that God's words had authority over yeah. any pope or any church for that matter whether it be a Christian church or whether it be Catholic church or whether it be whatever mm -hmm. it's God's word that has authority and that's why he stood by yeah. and uh, yeah that so, was the beginning of the, the reformation mm-hmm so yeah when we look at Martin Luther so he started all this unintentionally yeah um, but it took off and the more it took off as Jay said the more he he got a, a, a zeal for it and he just kept like a dog with a bone just kept going and going and going and saying no and the more he tried he, the more he seen the errors of the Catholic Church and he also had a good support group around him at the same time because the word has got around so good yeah um, then he went and realized there was some words in the the latin vulgate that weren't correct translations of the greek text so he was as jay was saying working away translating the greek text into the german um, and one of them he was finding was uh the repentance um when he came across the 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 greek for repentance uh, it was translated into latin um Penance. I couldn't okay. think of it. Just lost there. It was there. Uh, do penance. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And that's what they translated in, and which obviously you can see would suit the Roman Catholic Church perfectly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it actually means repent to turn, twist a hundred and eighty degrees away from what you already believe, and totally disregard that. And that's what the actual Greek means. Yeah. Um. So this is all happening. Um. He's he's writing books. He's he's translating bibles and because of the printing press all this got printed pretty quick and mm. it started a whole thing so yeah it's just, that was his, that was the big change that was the the reformation of martin luther now martin luther went on and had uh had a wife had, had a had a daughter had a few kids had a few kids yeah, yeah. and um yeah became a family man even mm -hmm. though you would think a monk <laughs> where would a monk yeah. like go from a solitary to having a wife but um and she was half his age half his age way to go man and as strong as him yeah yeah so apparently look when you look at all these writings that uh they had a great relationship yeah um they would slag each other a lot they 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 made fun of each other a lot in a loving kind way um as we know martin luther had a bit of a let's just say he was a bit of a hothead um but he would go from hotheads and he would go into the depths of depression as well and one time he was in, in his depths of depression and his wife just to annoy him I would say she dressed up in the the normal mournful clothes and Martin Luther was looking and, and they lived in this small village and Martin Luther knew that no one had died so why was she dressed up in, in all black and uh, 
she came into him and said, oh, well, God must have died the way you're acting. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And snapped him out of it. Like, and, and it's just, I just think it's so funny. Yeah, it's just a funny sense story. Of humor. Yeah, yeah. I was great. And um, so, yeah, she was just as, 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 as mad as him, I yeah. suppose. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of controversy going further into, into Luther's life. Um, at first, we, we, we always hear this um, story about how the Nazis took a lot of Luther's words and used them to for their movement, basically. And the Jews weren't allowed to be part of uh, the German work life or the German day-to-day life. They had to be separated always, back then even. And uh, Luther, in his later days, said that they sh- all should be burned, that their, their synagogue should be burned and they, they should be burned. And this was after Martin Luther actually wrote a lot of stuff in favor of the Jews in a sense that and rather than separating from the Jews, that they would join with the Jews, let the Jews join with them in in their work life and their play life. And then integrate through that, that they could preach the gospel and hopefully that they would convert and, and become Christians. It wasn't until later in his life that he got quite annoyed from what he saw in the Roman Catholic Church because they haven't repented and now it's the Jews that are not repenting. It was part of that and a part of the fact that he taught that it was the end times. He constantly said that the, the Pope was the Antichrist and the reform of the of the uh, the gospel going ahead in everyone's language, people starting to understand it. Mm. Um, he thought this was the end times. So he was very angry that the... the the Jews weren't repentant, that the Roman Catholic Church wasn't repentant. Okay. So this is where Luther is like, with his, the same hot-headedness that got him through the big re- reformation of the Catholic Church or the reformation of, of the gospel back into people's yeah. hands. The same hot-headedness that got him there also got him into trouble a lot of the time as well. As we read in James that the tongue is wicked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was definitely wicked for Martin Luther. Yeah. But he also That's never... Nice. He, he never uh, pro, proclaimed that he was perfect either. Yeah, yeah. And I know he was. Yeah, and he funny. knows that he was a sinner like everyone else. Yeah. So this is these are the sort of controversial things about Martin Luther. But yeah, he still had the... It was a big movement. Yeah, it was huge. And I, I mean, like Martin Luther, he died fairly early age. Like he was only 61 or 62. They say that's early, but back then it wasn't. That was yeah, quite pretty er- early yeah. to now, I suppose. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's when he died. And But what he'd he done, like revolutionized, you know, the church, um, it really sent shockwaves right across you could easily say most of the world, you know, mm-hmm. right across Europe into the into the states, and still has a huge effect today, right today. Like um, I'm just sitting here watching Jay, and he has a, a Bible on his lap. Yeah, and and without Martin Luther back then, we wouldn't have a Bible in yeah. English on your lap. Yeah, well, he was he was one of the. I suppose there was a, 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 a chain event in people through the centuries. From him then on to Tyndale mm-hmm. um, in England. But because of the explosiveness of, of what happened in Luther's day, this is all what it yeah, all came it may, about. Yeah, it may never happened, yeah. Mm-hmm. But so. he, he, yeah, so he had a huge effect on, because when you think about it, like, the real the reality of it was that the Catholic Church didn't want uh, people to leave 
because they had such a power over them. So they didn't want them to, to know the truth. It's, it's, and it's no it's no different to, to today, to be honest with you. Um, and I, I don't want to talk bad in a sense about the college church, but, but there that's the reality. You know but what I mean? It hasn't changed. No, it hasn't changed at all. Um, I mean, as a matter of fact, it's got worse when you look back on the last twenty years of all the the, the abuse and the murders and the children and all that but, sort of. Well, stuff. that's only twenty years of us knowing about. Yeah, it. yeah, I'm sure it goes How back a lot deeper, yeah. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but what Martin done was he really uh, showed people that there's freedom, not just freedom from this, you know, bad organization, evil organization. But there is freedom from ourselves, yeah. freedom from our sins, mm-hmm. freedom from God. And I say that in the sense that not that I'm free from God, I want to do my own thing. It's free that, you know, because God is just, he has to exercise his justice on the guilty and we are the guilty. But now we're free from that. And that's what Martin really showed people, mm-hmm. that it's not by works. Yeah. We're never going to attain salvation by works. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a free, how can, we, how, how can God be a loving God if he makes us work? Yeah. to get to heaven where's the love in that mm. so the, the the love is in in the, in the in the fact that Christ died for our sins and the sad truth is even if like we, you talk to a lot of people even atheists and they think right I don't believe in God but if there is a God it's grand because my good well outdoes yeah, my bad. Uh, my bad yeah. and and that's the general consensus to most people Buddhism yeah Hinduism yeah it's all the same it's all regurgitate it's what man can do what jay said a few podcasts before that man always thinks that they can work their way and mo- every other religion under the sun is man working their way into heaven that's what religion is but christianity is not it's christianity is going uh there's nothing i can do yeah the effect that Martin Luther had, he realized that he was a sinner and he was like, yeah, I can't, we already mentioned it, you know, I can't be righteous in my own, in my own uh, self, so therefore I'm, I'm screwed when God comes. Mm-hmm. But, but, you know, just one verse, uh, two verses I wanted to read for, and this is, the, this is really what Martin was getting at, um, that the Catholic Church robbed from people. And it's in the letter that Paul wrote to the Ephesians, he says, for, for by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works so that no one may boast. So he's basically saying there that it's, it's by God's grace that we're saved through our faith. It's just a matter of believing. And it even goes on to say that, that, that this is not your own doing. It's not something we can do. It's a gift of God. Mm-hmm. And this is what Martin, he, 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 he went berserk when he seen this. He was, he it was like that weight was lifted up. Yeah. He couldn't believe it, man. It's free, like mm-hmm. it's free. I don't have to do anything. I just gotta believe. Yeah. Um, and that's there for everyone today. Like you know that that's what the gospel is. It's there if you if you believe you're a sinner. If you believe that there is a God and that God is is just and condemning us for our sin. I mean, every man and woman knows that we're, we're sinners. We do we do wrong. Mm-hmm. And if we believe that, we honestly believe that in our heart and. But God says that Christ died for our sins and we can have full atonement, full forgiveness. Yeah. And it's, we don't have to do anything. It's amazing. Isn't it? And and it's not that we, we when, when that happens, it's a supernatural effect because God says that he, he puts the Holy Spirit in us and we become children of God. We we are changed automatically. Yeah. It's not something we can do. And we are. And, and people always say, oh, well, that's just like, uh, just all in your head or whatever. But like, if you ask my wife or ask anyone, even ask my family who are still, uh, atheist I would suppose um, 
they definitely seen a change in me yeah. in, in when I became a Christian. Yeah, there's definitely um, change. There's definitely changes in, yeah. in people when they become Christians. Yeah. <gasps> no doubt about it. Thank God. It's not that we don't sin anymore. We do, but uh, we have a God there that has, um, that Christ has died for our sins. And also, um, just, a, just a quick one. Uh, what I was saying, we don't, it's not that we don't sin anymore. But it also doesn't give us a license to sin either. Exactly, yeah. So I just want to yeah. be clear, clear on that. Like, yeah. Just but that, because, that's because, the change. Yeah. And that is the change. It's because of what God has done. Like God has taken your sin away and you have a free gift. And that gift is the access into heaven exactly. because we're not all going there. Yeah. Um, it's only those who put their trust in Jesus Christ that yeah. is going there. And because of that gift that we, we want to live a righteous life yeah. as much as we can, yeah. possibly can. Yeah. Um, but, but when it does happen and we do sin uh, we just need to realise that there's nothing we can do that we, we have to repent again yeah um, and that's for us that's not for God that's that's to realise what we've done wrong and, and to like ask for his forgiveness so yeah. so it changes it constantly reforms us uh, that was Martin Luther I'm glad that you well hopefully you're still listening and you haven't Headbutt the, the table. <laughs> Falling asleep. Yeah. Um, that was just kind of an overview, I suppose, of me and Kylie just chit-chatting away about it. Um, but yeah, it's hard. Like, if you want to go into depth, like, how many books did Martin Luther write? I don't know. So you'd, you'd have to, like, know every single book. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I read uh, his autobiography. Um, I think that was the only one I read about him, to be honest with you. It was brilliant. And we do, we hear a lot of sayings about Martin Luther and they're amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> and then we do hear other sayings which are <laughs> questionable. Yeah, yeah. But, but it was, it, the, the the truth that he was bringing out was the gospel. Mm-hmm. You know, just salvation by a free gift yeah. of God. That's why he was hammering home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's Martin Luther. I'm glad that you listened along. Jay, any suggestions for this week? Suggestions? Mm-hmm. As in what we're going to do next? No, suggestions is in for our listeners to go and look at or to uh, to follow or to look <coughs> or to read or to... Have I any suggestions this week? Um, I don't really have any off the top of my head, Colleen. I'm trying to do a bit of reading myself and I'm just finding it hard uh, with... I usually get up in the mornings to do a bit of reading, but now Elise gets up at like the same time. <laughs> just a lazy lad. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> no, I, I, I tried to read actually. I was saying there... Uh, probably a couple of podcasts back I was reading through the first first letters of John and I done that for about a month and it was it was really helpful so I, I'm actually going through a commentary now mm-hmm. I've only started reading it so uh, but it just kind of give you an, an in-depth uh, look at what the letter is about you know so it's really helpful in that in that sense um, now I've no other recommendations you know, I would love recommendations from people. Yeah. For what topic we should talk about next? I know we were talking about we were maybe going to talk about depression or abuse. We have a few or maybe's down the line. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there, and a few certain ones as well. So yeah. there's there's still a lot of slots to be filled in, and we're trying to get might try to get a few guests on if you're interested in coming on. If you yeah. specialize in anything or. Or there's an open if, invitation for you. If, if there's something, if you're if you're doing missionary work, we'd love to know what missionary work you're doing. If it's in Ireland, if it's away, and how we can help or anything like that, that'd be great. Um, 
Yeah, my suggestion this week is because we're talking about Martin Luther. Uh, Ligonier done a, a nice documentary on Martin Luther. That's right. And they have it out free and it's on YouTube. So mm-hmm. I definitely suggest you go there. What's it called? Luther. It's just called Luther, yeah. 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 That's yeah. right. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's very good. Yep, I remember now. And they also have, if you want, you can you can download a free study guide to go along with it so we can you can learn more about uh, Martin Luther. So that's the suggestions. Um, if you want... Uh, you can listen to us on YouTube. You can listen to us on Stitcher, uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, and I'm going to be uploading to other ones. If you want to follow us, or please do follow us and do like us and do share because we'd love for other people to have the opportunity if if this is good, if you think it's good, to listen. Um, and the only way we can do that is if you share. Yeah, so. and... If this offends you, tough. Oh, no, I'm only messing. <laughs> if this does offend you or you have any questions that you want to fling at us, yeah. um, put them in there. If you have any objections to the things we were saying, we want to talk about those things. You know what I mean? Because um, that's these are kind of things, like Kali does be saying, um, that kind of opens uh, doors for having conversations yeah. about things. So, you know, get those questions in and, you know, condemn us or condone us yeah no that's a good way they are mm. yeah they definitely do get your your comments and things like that in because iron sharpens iron exactly yeah, and that's what that's what we need yeah i heard the intro that means we're going so adios me hombres good boy good boy good boy